Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast, where freedom, health, and wholeness is our mission. In each episode, we will expose the lie that you are alone in your struggles and your pain. We share truth through our stories using the power of vulnerability and honesty, empowering you to live the life you are destined to live. Oh, okay. We are back again. I'm with uh, three amazing worship leaders. This is a part two because these guys, I couldn't get these guys to shut up. We just kept on coming up with even better things. They were just mocking me in between our break, just so you know. I, I asked them who they were listening to, who was in their CD player, and as soon as it came out of my mouth, I realized, who even owns a CD <laughs> Exactly. Hold on. Have you guys has have any of you guys ever owned a CD? I have. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm not yes. that young. I just yeah, don't have any CDs in my car. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a CD player still though. I think my car will play a CD, but I yeah, if it's mine, I think mine would too. I if was like when I was little, we'd get them in like our Wendy's like kids meals. Yes. We'd get what? CDs. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we would listen to those. Which one? I don't think they would do that. They yeah. would not do that in LA. I'm like, yeah, which Wendy's are you going to? <laughs> Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, it had like some 80s music It was music 80s on music, it. yeah. And what? I still know like every word of those songs wow. just because we listened to the, them. I feel like the only secular music we would listen to. <laughs> we can talk I love about it, that later too. Okay, just, just okay. If we're making fun of me, let's, let's find. It's like we, we actually had a rule in our house. It's like like we, you, we didn't let our kids listen to, to non-Christian music. Really? Um, yeah. Ah. Let me defend myself. No, no, I no, don't. You don't no, have to. Do, no, I love you, it. I'm, you I'm on with you. I'm right there with you. Just, I wouldn't do that with my kids, but I, just I get because you. of the power that music holds. Mm-hmm. Yes. and I know even for me, like, okay, we'll go back and maybe some of you <laughs> old. Yeah, I, okay, I'm 45. I'm not that old. <laughs> but in the before I became a Christian, my aunt and uncle, auntie and uncle John, if you're listening, love you. Aww. Thank you. We love you. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. They they had a lot lot to do with me coming, Lord. I mm-hmm. I spent a summer at their house, and they had this old bootlegged. This is how old I am. VHS, you know VCR. Mm-hmm. Yes, tape of this guy named Joe Schimmel. And hmm. the the title of this thing was "They Sold Their Souls oh. for Rock and Roll." Yep. Ooh. And they went through and told the back history of of all these different... <laughs> like, if you have... Go on YouTube, type it in. I don't agree with all of it, but they really did to get into the backstory of, like, the Beatles. But the, this guy, what he did is he played records backwards. What? And you could hear, like, these voices saying, I love Satan. Like, Stairway to Heaven is supposed to have... Oh, my I, goodness. I know. All of you guys are looking <laughs> at me like... Like, like, okay, this is during the 80s. Okay, this is the 80s satanic, you know, everything was the devil phase. Goodness. And so... Illuminati and everything. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. It was for 100% sure. Okay. And so, but this made a real impact on me. It made me realize the importance and how deeply impactful music is. Mm -hmm. And I this actually, one time I was driving home and this song came on and it's like, I started worshiping. Without even realizing it. And it wasn't a real band. It was yeah, like yeah, U2 yeah, yeah. or mm-hmm. something, like where the streets have no names <laughs> or something. And I started, and then all of a sudden, I'm halfway through, I'm like, oh, crap, I'm worshiping. Is that legal? I don't know if that's legal. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. <laughs> but so there is a power to music. And so yeah. we, we had just kind of told our kids, and, and you know, we've, we've since lightened up, up some. But as a parent, like, there's just no way to, you know, to, to keep up, especially now that you have iPhones and, 
yeah. Something yeah. like that. Like we had iPods. You guys have ever yeah, had the yeah, iPod? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It didn't we make calls. It just played it. music. It just yeah. played music. Yeah. Yeah. And Line they had wire. the little MP3 players <laughs> and stuff. So, anyways, so back to uh, what? What is? What do you listen to? What? What's? A, what's the most recent? What's the most recent? Uh, like on your way here, driving over, whatever. Who? Who did you listen to? For me, it's a lot of upper room, honestly, right now. They're kind of the up there. Yeah? You know? Yeah. Uh, I was listening to this song all morning. <laughs> I have it on repeat. Uh, it's Be Glorified by Mary and G. George. Oh, okay. And it's a spontaneous moment, and I was just like, oof. I wow. felt a lot on it. But I listen a lot of um, upper room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Upper room. I love the rawness. And yes, that's the upper yeah. room. Well, I mean, they always kind of have been, but especially like lately, I've been like really listening to that. And it's just, yeah, the rawness and just like the 100%. Like you can just, mm-hmm. you kind of feel like you're almost in the room, like with them, like yeah. when you listen to their mm-hmm. music. Yeah. It's just so like straight, just unto the Lord. And it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, it's powerful yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, I would say, yes, upper room. I, I, I do agree with yeah. that. I feel like there's such a purity in their worship. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I've been listening to um, Jesus Image. Jesus oh, Image yeah. is another I, one up there, I, yeah. I feel like they carry such a reverence mm. unto the Lord. It's the fear of the Lord in a, mm. in a yeah. reverent way. Yes. You know? And I, I, I love that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, it, I think for me, it changes every day. I will wake Same. up and then a song pops in. I'm like, oh, I haven't heard that song mm-hmm. in five years. Oh, yeah. And then I'll, I hear the song. I was I hear I hear, I listen to the song. I'm like, ooh, there's a truth here I haven't seen. Uh, a song, uh, "Beautiful Exchange" by Hell Song, was a long time ago. Yeah. And I listened to it two weeks ago, and I was I was crying. Mm. I was like, oh my god, the, the you can feel the sweetness of God in the song, but yeah. it changes every time. There's also a difference between sometimes like if I like go for like live music, it's always like upper room or like Bethel music, like those mm. like moments and stuff. But if it's like recorded, there's like a difference between who yeah. I'll listen to. Like if I'm listening to like someone's like recorded like their music, I always go to either Amanda Cook or Stephanie Gretzinger mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. their Stephanie. stuff is especially Stephanie Gretzinger. Oh my goodness. She's my Were you going to yeah. say her for your person? Yeah, yeah she's me too. My role model. Wow. Oh my goodness. If you want to be like convicted and just like empowered at the same time listen to some of stephanie gretzinger stuff and like her teachings oh my goodness but i really love her recorded stuff because you could just really feel her intimacy with the lord and it really like can resonate with your like anyone's own life like that was i listened to her a lot when i was like going through a lot of the struggles i was going to especially with leading worship Hmm. and she her music is just amazing let me ask this question though who has impacted you the most i want i kind of want to know that and like worship leader. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be a Christian worship leader. I honestly didn't discover, discover. I've always known a Stephanie Gretzinger, but that's kind of been like a lately thing within like the last year. But before, when I was actually leading worship, it would honestly be worship you with like Bethel music. I would watch, um, Brian and Jen Johnson, spontaneous worship. I would, um, just, I remember watching their, um, they were just walking through one of their spontaneous, I think it was like on the Mighty Sound album. They were mm. walking through one of theirs and just like showing like, Ooh. this is how we like spontaneously were just yeah. flowing with the Holy Spirit. And that's where I honestly learned a lot of like how to flow with the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit more during worship yeah. was specifically just like 
watching them and how they like. But yeah, I did. I did a lot of the worship you stuff. Wow, Andrew. Oh, man, there have been a lot of people, you know, yeah. especially growing up listening to worship music, and as you progress in life, and as you discover new things of one who you are, but then another one of who God is, you know, it's the unraveling that never finishes or ends. Yeah. Um, I would say obviously Stephanie Gretzinger mm-hmm. and um, Amanda Cook, they've really just like the, uh, to be undignified mm. yes. in worship has really shifted and marked my life. Um, I would say recently, I would say Abby Gamboa. Oh my goodness. Um, just the purity of mm-hmm. worship yes. that she carries and it, it, it challenges you. Yeah. Like that's one of the things that I really, really like. It's, it challenges you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Abby Gamboa. And honestly, for me, I've been really listening to my old sets lately. Mm, nice. I, I'm one to love to listen to myself because yeah. I learn. I think she does that all the you time. You are so brave. I know, right? I, I one time I was in that. his car. He was listening to himself. I was like, you do that? I don't. I'm like, I, I, I don't like listening. I to do myself. it all the time. I think that's. Okay, I'm just gonna give it. That's that's that is a sign of maturity. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if you can get past the way that, because nobody really likes their voice. Yeah. Or very few people. I, mean, do. I do. Oh my I god! Can't well, it depends you. on the recording, though. Like, if you <laughs> yeah. have like a bad recording, like yeah. it's just like, I will not You're listen like, to that. No, yeah. I I still do. Yeah, That's he amazing. does actually. I've, yeah. I've seen him. Like, I genuinely times. love that to listen so to myself. Amazing. Like, literally, I get ministered by myself. Mm-hmm. Wow! Like, I I led worship at Healing Rooms like um yeah. two weeks ago, hmm. and I'm listening to that set over and mm. over because I am not only just pouring out, but now I'm actually receiving mm. from what wow. I poured out in spirit. You know, like. And it's it's Beautiful. funny how I'm like learning. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, what? I sang this note, and it could have taken a deeper breath to actually <laughs> execute yeah, the note better, you yeah. know. But at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, Lord, what were you doing in this mm. moment? Yeah. Like, how how am I gonna learn on how I was flowing wow. with you? So I, that's when you're saying who has impacted you. I was like, honestly, I listen to myself. Mm-hmm. I would say eighty percent of the time. Wow, wow. that's yeah. okay. Yeah. I've never heard anyone else ever yeah. say that. I haven't either, but I you know that's, I do think it's good because yeah. it gives you. Like one, it shows a maturity. If you can mm-hmm. stay in a healthy place, yeah. Because if you cannot become critical towards yourself, yeah. and that's really important. Oh, I laugh with mm-hmm. myself, and I think, and that's yeah. one of the things I love about you is that you really do. Because somebody's going to be listening to this, going, "Well, that's just arrogant." Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you that that I have seen this man of God over the last year, and yeah. I don't know that I've met too many. I don't know that I've met hardly anybody that carries and walks in the humility that you do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you walk in a confidence, knowing who that you are, what you carry, mm-hmm. and your desire isn't just to say, "Oh, I'm amazing," but to to better yourself. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's important. Yeah, you know, Cable, Caleb and I had this thing uh, podcast that that we did a couple of weeks ago, and it's like like both of us kind of said like I first kind of thought yeah. like this thing kind of sucks because we're new at this. We're just kind of <laughs> making this up as we go along. <laughs> and I, I I had finished the editing and I sent him the rough draft mm. draft of it. And I said, "Listen to it, make sure I didn't miss anything." Mm. And he comes back and he's like. That really ministered to me. And I'm like, I know, right? Like, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I a, felt alert on that. And I, yeah. you know, I've done, it, I've done it once where I recorded myself doing a cover of Beautiful Name. And I was like, oh my God. First of all, I sound good. <laughs> Second of all, I can just feel the presence of God wow. yeah. in that. And uh, that was beautiful. Like, you get to partner with God because yeah. He crafted. Mm-hmm. Wow. You, know? you get yeah. to partner and you get to celebrate mm. not only just like, you're you're listening to yourself, yeah. yes. You're getting to champion yourself, mm-hmm. but then partner with God in hearing yeah. how He was using you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, 
oh my goodness like this moment like literally i was listening to the set and the ones that have been there i was like in the car and i was like oh this is so mm -hmm. holy like this is so holy mm -hmm. wow. and i would talk to people was like oh my goodness yes and it's like to partner with how god poured himself yeah. out by listening mm -hmm. to yes if it, it was somebody else it's it could be me it could be another person yeah. it doesn't matter yeah but I get to partner with God in something mm -hmm. that I was a part of. Yeah. yeah. And that's like the thing that shifted my mindset. Because, wow. yes, I was arrogant. I was prideful. Now I get to just see how God is just using me. Yeah. Like that's just the beauty of it. So, and I hope you guys never take for granted the time and the season that you live in as being your age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you go back to when I first got saved in 1996 the worship movement and really Christian music was just starting to become good. Mm. It's like, it, but you know, when you talk about worship, I mean, I remember cause I, we went to a larger church. I got saved in, in Missoula. Um, and we had these wonderful worship leaders there. And I remember going to the Christian bookstore and like, I need a CD that mm. has this. Mm. And I walked away from a, with a Maranatha praise greatest hits oh, it was awful <laughs> <laughs> i mean it wasn't i mean it wasn't awful i mean somebody's sitting there going wow back in my but you know this was right before i, I mean you guys need to understand the way that the, the, that hill songs mm -hmm. has changed the worship movement modern wor worship movement i'd say two people i'd say the the winds of worship the vineyard like you guys may have not even heard of something like um, David Ruiz and Andy Park, Kelly Carpenter, and uh, you know they kind of they kind of laid down some CDs, but they weren't they weren't amazing. They were mm. they're kind of hokey. But then all of a sudden, the Darling Check "Shout to the Lord" came out and mm. changed everything. Ooh. Like they took the bar from being here to to up here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when Brownsville, have you guys heard the Brownsville yeah. revival? Yeah. Lindell Cooley. I, I, my daughter's heard them just because I'm, I, yeah. she doesn't like them. But I'll tell you what, I mean, these guys, like, you, like, like, like all the modern worship movements mm -hmm. owe a lot to these late 90s yeah. churches that kind of pioneered yeah. the way. And now there's so much variety. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, kind of answer my, to kind of answer my question that I asked them. Yeah. I think that's when, that's what I, I, see, I would look for. And and one us uh, the people who impact me, that's why I always choose Jan Johnson. Every time oh, yeah. she leads worship, it's like old age wine. It's like yeah. oh no, she's actually been there in the secret place with the Lord. Yeah, Stephanie Gretzinger. You can't. She's tell. not that old. You can't call. No, no. I'm saying Jen, not, we, we, I want to apologize to you. You are not old aged wine. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying that the like the intimacy that she projects from her leading, yeah. like yeah. you can tell this is someone who has it's spent like a lot. She has history with the Lord. Yeah. Stephanie Gretzinger, yeah. um, Rita Springer. Oh, 100%. You know, Darlene Check. Uh, yeah. Who else? I'm like, there's just a lot. You're yeah. just like, yeah. oh, these people actually spend time with the Lord. Mm. You know, I can tell when someone is new into worship, it's like, oh, she has a history with the Lord, mm -hmm. but she's new. But these people have longevity. But know? I think it's really great is that those people that you just mentioned, mm -hmm. I mean, 100%, they are understanding. Not, I mean, the Johnsons, I think, are still yeah. on the forefront. Yeah. But when you talk about some of these other worship leaders of the past is that they have taken roles of mothers and fathers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have really taken the time to steward yeah. Yeah. 
you know, and I think that's really interesting, even handling some of the stuff that Katie Torwald, I think mm-hmm. she had the song, oh, was it her. Holy Spirit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And was it um, Francesca Botticelli? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, someone. I'm, yeah, somebody did yeah. that and won a Grammy, mm-hmm. and they actually were were excited to mm-hmm. be able to 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 say, "Hey, go for it!" Like you you have this yeah. this platform, and I think that's one of the neat things is that you know with worship leaders, there are a lot of mothers and fathers yeah. out there, yeah, that yeah. understand their roles and pushing others into that. Yeah, and I, I kind of I mean just to jump with off what you you just started with. Uh, something that I can also want to bring out comp- uh, competition, uh, competition in, sorry, competition in worship leading, you know, and um, yeah, some people sometimes it's like we feel like I've seen it a lot where people compete with each other instead of, oh, your win is my win. We all here for the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. We don't have the older brother syndrome, but a mother father syn- uh, syndrome that we see even uh, well, that we want to see more. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a question actually I wanted to ask both of you like how do you deal with that when you see oh this person is kind of doing better than me or do i have to compete with them have you dealt with competition in worship leading (laughs) um with competition me growing up i i i mean i was thinking as i i saw it in the notes and i was like hmm you see for me it wasn't really competition because i had the best voice in the in in the team and so it wasn't really competition, but it was pride and arrogance. That was my thing. Mm. And it was like, oh, like I was just singing and it was the Andrews show. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, there's no, there's not much competition here. You know, seeing it like that from my point of my 15 year old point of view. Mm. And we come here mm. and we see favor on people. Mm. We see favor on people and it fall and we, we enter this beautiful moment which is we could go the right way or the wrong way, you know. It's yeah. it's yeah. there's a fine line, and there's one extreme to the other extreme. Mm-hmm. But it's like to honor and actually champion the person. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it, as a worship leader, there's going to be people that have a deeper well than you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be people that are cultivating something with the Lord that you're not cultivating, and mm-hmm. there are people that are called to throne room worship, and there's there are people that are called to purity worship because there are different things. Like mm-hmm. if we're all singing the same song. what's the point yeah like you're going through your thing for a reason and you're going through your thing for a reason i'm going through my thing for a reason okay now let's champion and let's honor the craft in which we're Mm -hmm. we're doing and if there is favor in the season for one person don't get jealous no yeah like don't 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 be that person that is like pouting in the corner (laughs) like be there because if you honor the person you'll receive a reward yeah like you'll honor the favor of god and you'll come to see if you're if like imagine if you're stewarding the little which you have yeah you're gonna get to a moment where the lord's like i'm actually gonna lift you up in this season mm-hmm. because you were faithful wow. and you actually championed your brother instead of judging him and talking bad behind his back mm. wow wow <laughs> um for me there it was definitely something i did struggle with a lot specifically when i um led worship because i co-led um, with another guy and we would alternate weeks leading. So it wouldn't be like you'd lead one song. I do the next, you mm-hmm. know, it would be like the Sunday's yours, this Sunday's mine. And then we'd alternate. And, um, and honestly on the weeks that he would lead, he would get like 
a bunch of like response from people and the Lord would just move in the room and people would respond better. But then when I'd lead, it wouldn't feel, and I don't know if that was only like my own, um, like self-criticism or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but it was definitely hard because I'd feel like it's just different and people like respond better and people will like respond better even to like coming up to him and say, Mm -hmm. Oh, you did so great today. I really felt like the spirit move in the room. But then with me, it wouldn't feel like that as much. So I struggled a lot with it because we were both like in the same like position, but it would just like on the weeks that he would lead, it would just like feel higher. And I would just be still feel like I'm still back here, which it didn't help that I just didn't really have support from the team I was on either. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of felt like I was, um, really trying to like make something happen yeah. instead of letting um, the Lord do it all. I felt like I had to measure up to um, this level that he's at. And because of the way that other people on the team and even some like leadership made me feel, I just felt like I was constantly having to just measure up and yeah. try to be at the same level or just continue to basically just striving for something mm. instead of, um, just coming in under just the Lord. I came under the fear of man instead of going in to what the Lord had. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. That's, dang. Um, Yeah, I never dealt with uh, uh, competition. Uh, What the, how do you? Competition. Competition, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Competition. (laughs) I never dealt with it. uh, Because, again, like Andrew, I I always had the, High high pitch voice. Yeah, I always loved my voice. I was like, yeah, I don't want to compare my voice to you because I like my voice actually. So I never dealt with it Mm. until I moved to Reading. Until I moved to Reading, and even though I came from a big church uh, in New Jersey, and I was like, yeah, I never dealt with it because there were there were notes that I could hit, no one else could. And I mean, I feel that talking about guys, and I, I was like, oh. There's something about me that stands out, and I'm good with that. And then I moved to Reading, and this is a vulnerable moment, actually. Uh, it hit me at Christmas time. So we tried out for worship, right? We all did. Yeah. Yeah. And Andrew made it, and I didn't. I did not care. I, di- I really did not care. Hmm. I even when trying out for worship, I was like, I'm just doing it because people asked me to try it. I tried out, made it to the live audition. At live audition, I was like, just not caring, you know? And then the email came. I was like, oh, great. I didn't make it good. I did not care at all, hmm. you know. And then one day, this guy was leading the Christmas <laughs> set. Oh, the Christmas set. And oh, then he, I, that day I was just having a bad day. And then jealousy just hit me. I was like, oh, now we have another guy who can hit those notes and everything. And, and, and I think this is, a note, this is a point I want to make, too, is like you can be jealous, but what, what you do with it is important. Yes. You know. And I remember I started crying during worship. I was like, why am I feeling, I don't, I don't like this. Why am I feeling this way? Yeah. And then I went to my third year and I was like, hey, I'm feeling jealousy about this guy who can sing as, as well as me, even better if I can say it like that. But I'm feeling, I don't know, I don't want this, you know? And then he looked at me and he was like, hey, you, if, you, if you want something, you have to honor it. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, okay, God, I, I let it go. And everything. I don't have to compete with him. He's unique in his own way. I'm unique in my own way, you know. And I went to unless it was like you want something, Caleb. Uh, you have to honor it. And then I started honoring the whole worship team. 
That's great. The, all the teams, I started honoring them. I was like, oh, I, I started honoring the whole all, four teams, right? Yeah. All yeah. of them. I was like, oh, I honor you guys. I honor you guys, you know? So I think I never dealt with it, but I had jealousy. But I, I always, I was always careful what I chose to do with it. Yeah. You know, because sometimes when you, made, when you met with great people and you also know, oh, I'm a great person and you get met with pe- other yeah. people who are great, sometimes there can be a friction, but what you choose to do with it is important. Hmm. Yeah, and I think our listeners need to understand a little bit of the environment that we're in, mm-hmm. is that we are in the environment of the best of the best, yeah. of everybody, of musicians, of pastors, evangelists, of just your, like, like I, I remember I came here one time for a conference, a prophetic conference, and I remember um, I, was, I was sitting there, and um, they, they were getting a panel to teach us. And the janitor walks in, mm. and the janitor comes up and sits up on stage to teach us. And I had this realization: is like I'm in an environment where the janitor knows more mm-hmm. about ministry than I do, mm. yeah. and that's the environment. I mean, I'll tell you what: that the backup to the backup <laughs> is probably better than eighty, ninety percent of the the churches yeah. paid worship leaders mm-hmm. that are out there. Mm-hmm. Mm. And again, this is not an environment that we're in. It's like they don't care as much about your talent mm-hmm. as hearing from the voice of the Lord yeah. and developing you into the person that you need to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And, you know, that can be really hard, mm. you know, to, to be looked, not looked over, but to say, hey, look, you're not ready for this. Especially when you come out of an environment where you have been that person. Yeah. 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 That's something I had to deal with, too, similar to um, Caleb, was just for context, I guess. For our school, we have, like, worship team auditions at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year, and all three of us did make the auditions. Um, Andrew made the teams, but Caleb and I did not. Mm-hmm. Um, and me coming from the past four-ish years of my life to that point, I had been leading worship and being on worship teams, like, I never stopped. Like it was just constant. And then all of a sudden I come to this point where I'm like, I'm not going to be doing this. And this is part has been part of who I am for the last mm-hmm. four years. Yeah. And I, um, almost like made that my identity to like the point where like this year I was like, at first it was very hard. Like mm-hmm. I like, wouldn't know what to do to just be someone in the congregation being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not leading right now. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to like, you know, but, um, throughout the year it, became easier in a sense of like i wasn't upset that it like wasn't me up there Mm -hmm. but it did come to like i totally like removed myself from like that entirely and didn't Mm -hmm. even identify myself with that anymore but Mm -hmm. in a very like unhealthy way at the same time yeah like Mm -hmm. completely like shutting down my calling just because like this wasn't i wasn't a part Mm -hmm. of it this year which a part of it in the sense of like um actually leading worship Mm -hmm. you know yeah um but that's something that actually, like, I didn't even realize until after school, honestly. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't even talk to anyone on the worship teams or anything. Wow. I mean, I didn't even, like, go up to them and say anything because I was like, I'm not part of this. I'm yeah. not, like, they're not going to like me because I'm not part of, you mm-hmm. know, that was my mindset just because that was just what I thought. And um, even, like, this whole summer, even if I, like, am not on worship teams for, like, the next few years or whatever, I know specifically that God called me to this specific yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um and it doesn't matter, like, if I'm not doing it for these couple of years. If I'm meant to just sit and receive yeah. and I'm me- not meant to lead people, that's fine. That doesn't diminish the calling that I have yeah, in my life, so though. so good. Come on. Um, 
so yeah that's still something that i'm walking through obviously but um just right now like having hope for like just because i've like it's like put on i don't even want to say put on hold like i still Mm. have it like right now you know but it's just like there's gonna be there's a time for this season right now that's gonna build me up for doing what i'm actually called to do and leading people in that you're mm-hmm. developing other things. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I, I face the same thing of being a pastor for 25 mm-hmm. years. Like, I came into an environment where I've been a pastor. I, like, I have more experience than the people that I'm learning from. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't necessarily have the right mindset, the right understanding. <laughs> <laughs> but understanding, it's like, look, this isn't a break forever, but this is a season where I'm mm-hmm. learning the things that I'm lacking. Right. Mm-hmm. I think you guys also have to understand is that this may be not the environment that you're going to excel in, mm-hmm. that there are other places that the Lord is preparing mm-hmm. for you yeah. now that, that you're going to walk in and you're going to be able to carry the things that you've learned and that you're going to be yep. received, mm-hmm. you know, and that's because this, it is stylized that there, there are certain parts of the country, certain part that, 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 that the way that they do worship back where we come from in Montana is very different than the way they do it here in mm-hmm. California. Yeah. It's going to be even more different the way they do it in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's going to be different than the way they do it in New Jersey mm-hmm. or in Minnesota or wherever. And there's going to be places where the Lord is preparing for, like, you're going to carry what they need. Yeah. And so you grasp onto this thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think for me it was more I, I had to detach my identity from it. Yeah. Where I, I don't revolve around, oh, I lead worship. Mm-hmm. So if I don't do it, I'm not who I am, mm-hmm. you know. So I had to learn I'm a son of God either way. Yeah. Whether I'm on stage or not. And or maybe this time the Lord is just being so jealous that he wants to keep me to himself. Where I just yeah. me in the room with the Lord, that's it. And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It it is as valuable as it is on stage, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had to learn it. I I, I had the pretty much pretty a uh, pretty similar experience with her where I kinda detached from it. Yeah. I was like, uh oh. and there was one point I even stopped singing. I lost my higher pitch. Wow. And I was like I, I sang one time in front of my friend and was like, huh, I thought you could sing higher than that. I was like, I know. And then I realized I stopped singing mm. because I was like, huh, maybe this is not what I meant to do. Huh. But when in fact, maybe I was, it was just for this season, the Lord was after something else, you know? Yeah. So I had to learn how to detach my identity from it. I'm like, I'm a son of God first. Yeah. yeah. And then everything comes after. Because when you start to identify with what you do, mm-hmm. it turns into works mm-hmm. and yeah. you get away from, I mean, it turns into to really an abomination mm-hmm. yeah. to God. And that's what that's, I mean, even Jesus said to the Pharisees and that's what they had done. Mm-hmm. They had gotten away from yeah. what they were created to be, who they're created to be. And Jesus, I mean, one of the best rebukes ever, not that, well, not, at least not for them. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus goes, you're like whitewashed tombs. Mm-hmm. Like you look good on the outside, but you're dead, decaying, dried up on the inside. Yeah. And I think that's why we're starting to see a lot of worship. Like there's kind of a movement of this deconstruction. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be a lot of worship leaders mm-hmm. that, you know, even ones that are struggling with identity, sexual identity, all these different things. It's like they never worked out who they were in yeah. Christ. Mm-hmm. They only worked out the talent that they had. Yeah, yeah. that's good. And that's how you fall. Mm-hmm. I honestly so think true. that even worship leaders are I'm not going to say more susceptible to it but but you look at look at the or, or the um where worship comes from. Mm-hmm. I mean you go all the way back that Satan 
what yeah. it was Lucifer was a worship leader in heaven. Mm-hmm. That that he was physically not 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 spiritually not authoritatively but physically he was he was higher. Mm-hmm. And he covered heaven with worship, and it was pride because he, he gets into the I wills in Isaiah, and the, I will ascend, I will, you become greater, all these other things, and mm-hmm. that's when the crash comes because he forgot who he was. Yeah, and that and that's and that's dangerous for anybody. I mean, yeah. that's not anybody. just a worship thing. It's yeah, you yeah. know, for me, I you know, if you've listened to my story, you know that's that was my thing. <laughs> Okay, so let, let me ask you guys, let me ask you a question. Now, as a pastor, I've seen this. I work with a lot of different worship leaders, yeah. and there's been kind of two extremes that I've had to deal with, either people who really like control or people who really kind of fly by the seat of their pants. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm not at the very extreme, but I, I leaned towards more the control side. Where I would control. Let's say, where were you? Because now you've reached a level of perfection that we're all amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's suppose on a scale of one to ten, I was probably a seven. Okay. As, well, I was like, okay, I have five minutes to get this song down, and I will get it down in five minutes. Yeah. I have, you know, I have this, you know, moment lingering. Okay, I do have to do something. I have to do something here instead mm-hmm. of just sitting down and just wait, you know, and control the structure. Okay, we're going to start with this song. And then minute 15, okay, we're going the song. So wow. I was more structured. I mean, that's the church I came from. We yeah. only had 20 minutes of worship, and we had to find four songs in those 20 minutes of worship. Oof. 20. So, <laughs> yeah, so I kind of ha- took upon that. And uh, and then I came here where worship is two hours sometimes. And they don't <laughs> stick to the set list sometimes. <laughs> so that was, that was one of the biggest challenges that I had to face. Uh, Especially because I led worship at Sundays and then I will lead worship at summer camps. And usually for some reason, the Lord loves moving at summer camps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and then he would just break out and then have worship. People are crying and then we have to worship for 45 more minutes. And I was like, okay, we don't have any structure. And those were always tough moments for me where I'm like, okay, I don't know where to go. So it's kind mm. of a balance of the two. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I will tell you, as a pastor, an unstructured worship leader drives me nuts. <laughs> really <laughs> is i love spontaneity yeah but i also like to see a plan yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so how do you andrew you're kind of like you're <laughs> he's uh, very spontaneous you are you're very spontaneous and that's something yeah. you really flow in and that but it's almost like purposeful spontaneity mm-hmm. so how do you reconcile those two different things so for me um Man, I grew up in a I grew up in a church where it was two hour, three hour worship sets where we didn't care. We just took our time, mm-hmm. and I kind of got used to that. And then I would always take note of certain things where I was like, "Okay, cool, but where are we going?" Mm-hmm. Not trying to put Holy Spirit in a box, mm-hmm. but for me, I I say this with the ministry that I lead right now. It's I hate structure, but I love order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I hate structure because it, you can get so nitpicky with structure where you're like you're counting the minutes. Yeah, mm. you're counting this, and you start to put you build your own box, and you're like, we're gonna keep it in this. And if you are running on an itinerary with the set mm. or in life, you know, like, and if you have a team, like if you're running with minutes count accounted for, God's gonna offend you. Mm. he's gonna offend you and he's gonna take everything off like there was this one time i was invited to a set and 
um, the person was like, okay, like we're going to do this song and then we're going to go into this song and then we're going to go into spontaneous moment. I'm like, baby, you can't, you can't plan for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can't because. So, so from 315 to 322, we're going to be spontaneous. Yeah. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's something where like she had it written down and everything like that. And I was like, God's going to offend you today. God's going to offend you today because you're going to see how God is so outside of your time frame where he's going to move so my, so mightily just to show how he's in control. And yeah. there, there are times where I'm with Caleb and we're, we're leading worship and it's like, he's like, but what are we going to do? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely don't know. Hmm. I, I know where we're going. Mm-hmm. And these are the songs that we can go into. But when it comes to t- a time frame, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't care to put a cap on a night when, um, when God's flowing. And I'm the person that I will be leading from the floor. Yeah, mm. I will be leading from the floor, and I will be, I, I will be Which aware of has. everything. Oh, absolutely. I say, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will be aware of every single moment because in those moments, if you're the one that is leading, you have the responsibility to see what he's at, what what he's on, and where he's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and it's like where he's leading if you have this moment you could, if it's a split second where you're like focus on yourself and your plan and everything like that god's like hey hey but i'm leading this way mm-hmm. and you, like, you with this here. exactly in yeah. the simplicity there's this one time we were in a worship night and it was it was one of those prayer nights and we're all praying and everything and all of a sudden i'm just brought to tears because i see us all looking forward but he's in the back mm-hmm. and we didn't know wow like we, we we were so caught up in the structure of an all night worship night, and I'm like, oh my gosh! I was like, Lord, let, never let me be so caught up in structure where I lose where you're at. Wow! Mm. And it's like the order is literally abiding by. Okay, if you're leading, you're I, I'm under you, and I'm gonna follow you wherever we go. Yeah, that's so and important. it's like being being holding holding everybody accountable to look at the Lord. Yeah. Rather than a structure or a time. Mm-hmm. It's like that's how you teach people. That's how you teach your team to actually listen to the Lord and figure out where he's at in a room. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard to do for some people because if you don't have the band behind you and following where you're going or where the Lord is going, then that can be a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. And that even for me was one of the hardest things with going in that area was getting everyone else to follow along yeah. with it too. Because it would be something like they want to know like how many times are we doing this? How many times are <laughs> we do- how many times are we doing the bridge? I'm like, I don't know. Like it's just like, stuff like I love those stuff people. like that. It's just like you can't put a cap on that kind mm-hmm. of things. Um but you have to have those people behind you and that are willing to like and also just like that actually can do it. Some people yeah. just need to it's definitely a skill you have to like grow in is being mm-hmm. able to flow. Definitely. And a lot of people it's yeah. hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um so just having a band that is also number one, that's like just willing to follow you and trust yeah. you with where mm-hmm. you feel like the Lord is going. But mm-hmm. also like you were saying is also to look to the Lord and feel that. Um, but yeah, it's, you can't just have like, you can't just be like soaring and going above and then your band is just like, what the heck is yeah, going on? Yeah. Because yeah. then that ruins it for the room. It and they're does. just like, this person's playing this, this person's doing this, yeah. and everyone can read that, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So it, it takes the whole, t- like mm-hmm. we were talking about in the last episode, is yeah. a unity with everyone else and being mm-hmm. on the same page, yeah, which yeah. is 
what the Lord is wanting and doing. And, and, like, see, and I'll speak to that a little bit yeah. too, saying that that I would rather have one guitar player and a singer <laughs> that are going in the same direction yeah. than a whole band yeah. that, that that is in in strife or contention <laughs> or just. You know, and this is something that, that, you know, we've had to deal with. I don't know about you guys, but being in a smaller church where you don't have the resources and you get Billy Bob and his guitar and Barney <laughs> and his bass and, and you know, and <laughs> then you got that one singer who really can't sing, mm. but they, they got a good yes, heart. Yeah. You know, I, I think that... that <laughs> would you rather have numbers or... That's it. Yeah. Quality over quantity. That I would rather have. And we learned that, you know, one piano player can do a whole lot more. Come on, Billy the Bob. entire team. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Actually, uh, oh my God, this year the Lord offended me a lot in worship. In, <laughs> in, in a good way. Beautiful in to see get offended. In, in a good way. First of all, I was like, oh yeah, I'm not, I don't, I, I didn't make teams because again, I was so structured. And then I get, I get, I start helping him in his ministry, and I was like, this guy is just not going with the plan, you know. And I actually loved it because I got to let go. Yeah. Be like, okay, I'm gonna let go here before I sing people out of the move of God. Wow. You know? And there'll be moments like like so for as worship leaders sometimes as well, something that I will face is like, oh, when it's a quiet moment, it's for you to sing. No, no, no. Maybe no. the Lord is on be the quiet, quietness, please. you know. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to just let go. Okay, Holy Spirit, whatever you're doing, I'm gonna follow. Yeah. You know? And I've just if it it's awkward, great. At least God is in the room when yeah. it's awkward, you know. So learning to just be like, I'm going to let go and I'm going to jump into the wagon and go wherever we're going. If that means yeah. I'm going to, you know, uh, be okay with having five minutes of just a cello playing, great. Yeah. Or being 25 minutes over time, as long as God is in the room, I'm good. Yeah. See, congregations need to learn this. Mm-hmm. Like if you're sitting there listening to this podcast, like if you've made it this far, you're not a worship leader. I'm like, I don't know what these guys' problems are, <laughs> whatever. Listen, hear this. You need to be able to flow because God is doing something very specifically, mm-hmm. and God is using these guys to orchestrate that, honor that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't sit there and look at your watch, wondering what's going on. Exactly. When when's he going to shut up? <laughs> when is he going to quit playing? Get okay. Can, can, one come more. On. I'm, I'm gonna come on, Chris. Go to the bathroom before you go to church. Oh okay? my, oh my goodness! Because <laughs> these guys, I've seen this over and over again. These guys are pouring their heart, and I understand sometimes you go to potty. Sometimes mm-hmm. that burrito grande kicked in. I get. Sometimes that. you've been diagnosed. Yeah, I understand <laughs> that. Sometimes you gotta go every five minutes. But darn it! <laughs> but when it's always after the twenty minutes and they're mm-hmm. bored, they mm-hmm. walk to the yeah. back of the room. And I, I've I've actually heard something Stephanie said. This is sometimes we move faster than heaven wants to move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we do. And I learned wow. that from Andrew actually, and yeah. I actually learned a lot from him. I w- he will s- he will sing the same phrase twenty five times if that will take if that if that means God is on it. Yeah. But for me, it's like after five times, I'm like, okay, what, which which <laughs> song are we like moving to? We get to? it now. <laughs> I was like, I know the Lord is in the room. The Lord, I know already. We we've, we've sang it five times, but I learned to actually slow down. Yeah. yeah, God can be on it for fifty times for all He cares, as long as He's there. He's He's there, mm-hmm. you know. And I learned to be like, okay, hey, move at the pace of heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, move yeah. at your own pace. So let's make a distinction here, though, because I, I mean, I understand your guys' hearts, but there is a temptation to be to conform yourself to be like another worship leader. Yeah. I, I have that with being as being a pastor. I think everybody struggles that a little bit that's in any type of thing, especially when you see others having success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so conformity, it, you know, conforming yourself to another worship leader. So have you guys ever tried 
to be something that you're not. And how did that turn out for you? <laughs> really well, obviously. Just kidding. <laughs> it just, it kind of, for me, it took literally just realizing that like I have a sound and I have yes. like something that nobody else has. Come on. Um, so for me, it wasn't like specifically trying to be like a specific person, but just trying to be like kind of like everything like yeah. at once, you know, like what modern day like worship is like you do like the routine and like you do all that. Um, but it just takes realizing that you are the only you and mm-hmm. you have something to offer the Lord that no one else has to yeah, offer. Him. That's good. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. I think it's for me as well. I, I, I used to mimic people's voices. I'm a mimic too. I will mm. be, I will like, Ooh, interesting. Uh, Callie singing this way. So I will mimic, a vo- I will try to mimic a voice thinking that was, the, that's where the anointing was, but that was not. Wow. Until, uh, I think someone preached and said, we don't need another Callie. We need, an- we need you. Yeah. We mm. already have Callie and that's enough. You know? So I oh, learned. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't need another Callie. We need you. We already have a Callie and that's enough. Yeah. yeah, I learned to realize that hey, heaven wants the sound that Caleb's carry, that yes. Caleb Caleb carries, and that, that I can only I can only be the one who release it. Yeah, that's so good. So, yeah, I will try to conform myself conform myself to someone else's, but that would just be me robbing God of the glory that He's put inside of me that I have to release. Yeah, that's wonderful. So I would learn to be like, you know what, I have my voice and I know what I carry, so I, and this needs to come out. Heaven already has a. A Brian Johnson, an Andrew, uh, there already there already is one. Mm-hmm. They don't need another one. Need no, that's one. all we could handle. Exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> we cannot have more Andrews. We cannot. We can only have one Andrew. <laughs> we only 100%. need one Andrew because you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, I am. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? I feel like yeah. So. Um, I grew up as a mimic where I would copy people's voices and I would copy people's sounds. So mm-hmm. like that for me, the vocal agility and the runs and the riffs is because I was listening and I was always noticing the smallest detail of a person's voice. And I was like, Oh, I want that. Mm-hmm. And so, but when you come to the realization for when worship happens, you cannot do that. Nope. Yeah. You can't. And so I would see that and I'd be like, Oh, you know what? Like, I love how undignified, let's say Stephanie Gritzinger is. Yeah. But, and I, you would try some stuff, or you would yeah. sing a certain way, or you would sing the chorus how many ever times mm-hmm. on the same song that the person that you were watching that morning, you're like, ooh, Holy Spirit descended in this video. Yeah. I'm going to try to do it. You can't copy a no. moment because God does everything once mm-hmm. and it does it new every single time, yeah. you know? And so, um, yes, I mean, there's a grace over certain things, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like there's, there's those moments where, yes, you caught the moment in a video and it was beautiful. Okay. But what do you, what, what does he want to do today? Mm-hmm. Through you. Through specifically. you specifically. Yeah. And God is not going to bless who you pretend to be. Yeah. He's going to bless the authentic you. Yeah. And I, I agree. And I think I'm going to wade into something I probably shouldn't wade into, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, it's my podcast and I could do it if I want to. <laughs> and, uh, one of the things that I think has been a blessing and a curse has been multi-tracks. Oh, thank God you said it. Oh my goodness. Uh, now there was a season in, in our church time where we had to, I had to fire the worship leader and, not only did he left, but the entire team left and left it left my wife and a brand new an guitar iPad. player and an iPad. <laughs> and so for a year we had to run 
we, we, she sang with worship with multi-tracks every single Sunday for a year wow. because we were rebuilding, trying to rebuild the team and yeah. it, it was messy and it was a necessity. Okay. So if you're in that position as a church, God bless you. God, God bless, bless you. you. You need it. Lord, yeah. bring in the wave of people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And keep praying, keep seeking. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, worship or uh, multi-tracks was better than what we had before because what we had before was, uh, it was disunity. It mm. was chaos and somebody. Anyways, mm-hmm. listen to the other podcast and maybe we'll <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> I won't. I'll just say the multi tracks was better. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things for churches moving forward, especially churches that do have that, sometimes they rely on multi tracks too heavily. Mm. Where the yeah, spunt, when they really do have the people, mm-hmm. but yeah, that like pastor, if you're listening to this, let it be messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Rejoice in the mess. Mm-hmm. Like yep. that's one thing that I've really learned. Get away from the spit and polish, but rejoice in the mess. Yeah. Let musicians learn because a musician yeah. is probably not going to learn if they know that they're never heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. And sometimes we we miss we miss it because I okay the church I came I came from we had tracks and tracks would tell you everything. It was a verse, chorus, yeah, end of a song, about structure. and everything. Yes, and it, it, will, it will even tell the drum, okay, drum, big, big ending here, you know? And it will be hard to go into spontaneous because you follow the tracks, you know? And sometimes the Lord will be on yeah. the, the guitar player, and we miss it because we go according to the tracks, right. you know? So, yeah, sometimes we miss when the sweetness or the presence of God is on someone. Well, and, and let's be honest, the church that you went to on the East Coast, they made the worship tracks. They did. The church that we go to now, they make the worship tracks. Yeah. So we're not completely, mm-hmm. right. you know, uh, you know, multi-tracks uh, like we hate them. No. It's just something like, obviously like what you were talking about, like when it's just one person, like there's a grace for it, like mm-hmm. to have something like that because there's nothing else. When it's like, that is a great option for churches that are in the process of building their worship teams and building that kind of stuff. Um, I've even heard, I don't know if it was, um, I don't remember who, but one of the um, worship leaders that is part of multi-tracks and stuff, they're even saying, um, we leave in like those spontaneous parts because they're in the actual songs for you to incorporate that into your set so you can start flowing with that too. Mm. So they do incorporate in there, that in there. It's not just one focus and that's just to have tracks and to sing along with them. They want you to branch out a little bit more. Um, but it just when, it's just when it turns into something like when you're so focused on like the perfection of it so it only sounds good and you don't rely on like the actual people that you have and you are so focused on that that's where it's just like that's almost it's just mimicking something else like we were talking before yeah you're missing out on the purity Mm -hmm. and like i like i love i love humble raw beginnings yeah Yeah. and it's like it's there's because there's a beauty in that and staying with that so well we're, we're let's let's wrap this up and so I want, what I want each of you to do, I want to ask you guys this question, is that what, do, what does a congregation need to know about their worship leader? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what do they need to know about their worship leader? Oh, my God. Mm. 
I feel like one of the things that it would be such a blessing to know of a worship leader is the grace that they carry that to release into a room. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's say, like, let's put me, I carry joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And if I'm releasing or me being carrying the mantle that I do, I'm going to flow in the prophetic. Like that gives Mm -hmm. opportunity for people to tap into something that I'm releasing Mm -hmm. out of a gift that God has given me. And it's, uh, it's not something that you have to know. You don't have to know the graces that your worship leader is doing. Yeah. But if they're leading you in worship, wouldn't it be great to know mm-hmm. and how in the grace that they operate in and in the gifts that the God mm-hmm. that God has given them? Like, I feel like that would be so edificial. Not something where you're going to be like, I need to know everything about you. Tell me your story. <laughs> but what are you cultivating? Yeah. How are you cultivating? What are you stewarding? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it you as we're being led, and I feel like being in the environment that we were for school, people knew me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they had this trust in me because yes. of what I would speak. I mean, you will know the tree by its fruits. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the beautiful things to actually know your worship leader mm-hmm. and know the person that they are and know that they're not just if whether they're on staff or they're not. Like you're a the, real person. You're saying you're a real person. That's a what real I was going to say. Feelings? Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. a real person. Because when um, I was going to say that same thing, like it's just like we are real people and this mm-hmm. isn't like all that we do. Like when I led worship, I was in high school. I still went to school and I had another job mm-hmm. and all this stuff at the same time. So yeah. we're not just these people that'll just come up on Sundays and act like, you know, like we have these other lives that we still have mm-hmm. to like pour a lot of ourselves into like outside of it even more responsibilities just outside of that. So it's just like, have grace on us even when... What's well, another 10 to 20 hours? Oh, 100%. Know, easy. Sometimes more. Oh, yeah. That yeah. you're putting into what you do. Yeah. Just specifically that, just for... I mean, for, for me, I put in like that much time just for a 45-minute set on a Sunday. Yeah. You know? Like, it takes a lot of lot more time than people would think. They're like, yeah. you just sing songs up there. That's not... No. You, it takes so mm-hmm. much, like planning the set, sitting down, figuring out the um, like keys, the chords, mm-hmm. everything that you're going to do, sitting down with your team, having practices exactly. outside. There's so much that goes into it that you don't even understand. And on top of that, they have their own lives outside mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And dealing with Sister Betty that wants to come up there and tell you you're not doing <laughs> a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think the main thing that I would love people to know is just I'm not the same as someone else's. Hmm. Uh, mean that in the sense is if Tommy led worship last week, don't compare me to Tommy because Tommy and I release different graces in the room, like yeah. Andrew says. Yeah, and uh, I didn't know that about the graces that you release when you sing until recently, not until like three years ago, where the Lord clearly spoke to me. Like I heard His voice in the room. I was listening to, I was watching worship you, and they were talking about what the sound that you release. Everyone has a specific sound. And then the Lord clearly spoke to me and said, this is what you release. And he was talking about the reverence of God. So every time I lead worship, my focus is on the reverence. Hmm. But the focus of Jocelyn can be different. Mm-hmm. So we're all different. We all point to Jesus, but differently. You know. So something that uh, it always pains me when people come to me. I was like, oh, I wish you would have done it as you know, Josh did it. I'm like, I'm not Josh. Yeah. You know, you may have felt something different with uh, in the room when Josh led, but that's when he led. When I I lead, this is what I'm releasing in the room. 
you know so we all have different graces we all point yeah. to jesus but differently yeah and i just my advice is just being a leader a long-time leader in the mm-hmm. church is that don't ever don't criticize yeah yeah that, that that they don't need that that most worship leaders that i know are harder on themselves than 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 even you or even god is yeah that partner with them mm-hmm. get to know them mm-hmm. ask go up there and, and and say how could i pray for you and your family yeah Bless them. Pray for them. Take them out to lunch. And don't even talk about worship. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Please. I love food. Hand them <laughs> money. Uh, yeah. Yes, bless us. So <laughs> into us. <laughs> you know, bless food. Dinner or something. Again, it's, it's not, a, not in a way of manipulation, not no, like trying to get your, your, your thing, but bless no. these guys because mm-hmm. most, most worship leaders are probably volunteer or mm-hmm. paid. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. hardly anything at all. Yeah. You know, they take their time. Mm-hmm. And just, and I said this in the last podcast, like you, most people wouldn't dare to go up to a pastor and tell them how to preach. Yeah. Don't tell your worship leader how to lead. <laughs> Partner with them, go after them, and God will bless you. Wow. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. Thank you. I love you guys. I love, love you. you. You are some of the best people in the world. <laughs> I, I just feel blessed to have you guys in my life and to, to know one day I could sit there and go, I knew Andrew before. <laughs> I knew Caleb before. Jocelyn will always be with me. <laughs> but anyways, well. Bless you guys. Bless our listeners. Everybody just have a great day. And be nice to your worship leader. Yes. Till yes. <laughs> next time. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. And follow us on social media. And never forget, you're not alone.